podcast where we pause, ponder, and project. We are thankful that you chose to return to this podcast once again. Jim continues explaining the seven reasons why he became a minister. So without any delay, let's turn this back over to our host, Jim Poitras. Blessings, everyone. This is Jim Poitras with the Poitras Ponderings podcast, where we pause, we ponder, and we project. I trust that you are having a great week this week. If you recall, and you tuned in to our last podcast episode, I was talking about seven reasons I became a minister and started that particular episode last time with three particular questions taken from Judges chapter 18 in verse number three. Who brought you here? What are you doing in this place? And number three, what is keeping you here? Reasons why I became a minister. And last time I told you that I became a minister because I was qualified, not in the ways that you normally think about being qualified, because many of us actually approach ministry as being unqualified, and God calls and equips the unqualified for service in his kingdom, and he makes us to be qualified. The role that I have to play in all of that is to be fat, faithful, available, and teachable. That's one of the reasons why I became a minister of the gospel, as he called me. Number two, I became a minister of the gospel because I couldn't help it. It was something that I had to do. Necessity was laid upon me as he called me to preach the gospel, to teach the word of God, and to extend his kingdom both locally, regionally, and also globally. Number three... I became a minister of the gospel because I was indebted to the one that gave everything to me. How could I possibly withhold from him who provided so much for me? And today, reason number four that I became a minister of the gospel is because I recognized that I was a servant. I wasn't just a servant to somebody. I wasn't just a servant to anything. I became a servant of this gospel. I'm talking about the Acts 2, 38 gospel message to repent of your sins, to be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the washing away of your sins, to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit or Holy Ghost with the initial evidence of speaking with other tongues as God's Spirit gives the utterance, the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. I became a servant of this gospel because it forever changed my life. The scripture says in Ephesians chapter 3 verse number 7, the New International Version, I became a servant of this gospel by the gift of God's grace given to me through the working of his power. I became a servant of this gospel. That's the reason why I call myself and know that I am a minister is because I became a servant. 
Reason number five that I became a minister of the gospel, a minister in the pulpit, a minister in the pew, a minister on the platform, a minister in the midst of the people in ministry, is because I knew that I wanted to be on the winning team. I mean, who doesn't want to be on the winning team? Do you remember those days when teams were selected? Maybe you're not like me, but in those days that I experienced that when teams were selected, I wasn't the first one to be chosen for a sports team, but I wanted to be. Every ounce, every fiber within me was calling out silently, pick me, pick me, pick me. And I'm glad that the Lord not only picked me up and put me upon a solid rock and gave me a firm foundation and took my eyes off of this world and said unto me, lift up your eyes and look unto the hills from whence cometh your help, because I am a very present help in a time of trouble. That plus he picked me to be on the winning team. He didn't pick me last. He chose me and I'm glad to be part of his kingdom. And uh, I'm glad for the opportunity, thrilled with the opportunity to be involved with the greatest enterprise on the face of planet Earth. And that is reaching over 7 billion souls with the saving gospel of Jesus Christ. I was handpicked by him, handpicked by Jesus Christ. Uh, he saw not what I was, but he saw what I could be. And because of that, I'm on the winning side. Do you hear me? I'm on the winning side today because he picked me. Like someone once said, I've looked at the back of the book and I know who wins. The Lord is the winner. The battle belongs to the Lord and it's his end vision that when you go to the book of Revelation, uh, chapter number five, verse number nine and chapter number seven, and verse number nine, you see that there will be in that day people there from every tribe, every kindred, from every family. They're going to be there, friends, from every country, from every language group, from every people group. They're going to be assembled on that day because that's his end vision. And he allows me to be part of the winning team that will accomplish that end vision for his glory and honor as we present and proclaim the good news and achieve the great commission as we go forth into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. We are on the winning team. Our God is a winner. He is victorious. He is well able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or even think according to the power that is working within me and it's working within you and our confidence and our trust is in him. We all can be a winner. We have a race to run. It's specifically designed for us. And in the end, we will win that prize. That prize is Jesus Christ, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Because we have such great hope, we persuade men, according to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, Five, verse number 11, after all, he's given us the very keys to the kingdom of uh, heaven itself. Matthew chapter 16 and verse number 18. So just like a ready student in the classroom, I have the answer for a world that's lost that we can preach the word according to Titus chapter 1 verse 3, 2 Timothy chapter 4 verse 2, and Romans chapter 1 verse 16. I'm on the winning team, therefore I am not ashamed 
of this gospel because I know that it is the power of God unto salvation. It's to the Jew first and it's also to the Greek. It's for everybody, all people, for all times, in all nations. Thank God it's the whole gospel to the whole world and it's being proclaimed by the whole church. I wanted to be on the winning team and he chose me. I'm not sufficient as of myself. Uh, my sufficiency is not there. My trust is in the Lord and we are laborers together with God. And number six, I have the message that will change the hearts of men and impacts the world. And I spoke a little bit about this a few minutes ago, just getting a little bit ahead of myself, but we are called to preach the word. We are preachers of the gospel, and we have the greatest job security in all of the world. As long as there are lost souls, there is a market for preachers of the gospel, according to Romans chapter 10, verses 13 to 15. And I know that when he calls me, when he calls you, he equips and he empowers. So we have the message that will change the hearts of men and women as we impact the world. Number seven, I know without a shadow of a doubt that God has chosen me. My selection as a minister of the gospel, as a minister, was not based on my ability. It was based more on my availability. He called me. Yep, he, he chose me. He recruited me. He drafted me into his army, into his kingdom. And it's humbling to realize that out of 7 billion people, or more than 7 billion people actually, on the face of the planet Earth, he selected me. He was thinking about me, according to Psalms chapter 8, verse number 4. And uh, he gave me that desire. He planted a piece of eternity in my heart so that I would have that desire to serve him, according to Psalms chapter 37 and verse number 4. And he enabled me, enables us to reach out and to do his purpose, fulfill his plan on this earth, and to reach our expected end, according to Jeremiah chapter 29 and verse number 11. So we make that commitment to become a minister of the gospel. These are seven reasons why I became a minister and I make that commitment daily. So it moves from I was to I am. I am a minister of the gospel. Jesus said, I am the bread of life, according to John chapter 6, verse 35. He said, I am the light of the world, according to John chapter 8, verse number 12. He said, I am the gate, according to John chapter 10. And verse number 9, he said, I am the good shepherd, according to John chapter 10. And verse number 11, he said, I am the resurrection and the life, according to John chapter 11, verse 25. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, according to John chapter 14 and verse number 6. And then, number 7, he said, I am the true vine, according to John chapter 15 and verse number 1. So, in closing on this Poitras Ponderings podcast, where we pause, we ponder, and we project, I also have seven proclamations of things that I am. And these, these apply to me, and they apply to every minister of the gospel. Number one, I am qualified through being fat, faithful, available, and teachable. Number two, 
I am addicted to ministry. Number three, I am a debtor. Number four, I am a servant of this gospel. Number five, I am on the winning team. Number six, I am equipped with the message. And number seven, I am chosen by God. Seven reasons why I became a minister. The Poitras Ponderings Podcast. God bless you and have a great week ministering the gospel in your locality and around the world. In Jesus' name, amen. Have you evaluated why you are involved in ministry? If not, then it is time to do so now. God bless.